Hello, folks, and welcome to Nickel Park. This is a uh, couch-guided safari through the wilderness of life, and I'm your tour guide, Luke. Hello, I am your most congested guide, Joshua. Oh, congrats. And I'm your biggest long boy fan, Ben. Huh? What? I'm a big fan of long boy. Uh, <clears throat> who, who, who might that be? Um, we can talk about him later. I just want to, if you know, you know, at this point. Okay. It's okay. All right. You, yeah, you might, someone out there might. <laughs> weird, weird energy to start the episode with. All right. Well, let's, let's get not weird and let's talk about how deadly a kangaroo is, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, uh, we haven't added a new animal to our list in a mm-hmm. minute. So figured we could start off with that. Yeah, hold on, let me get my big book of animals. You know what's a deadlier animal than a kangaroo? Certainly not a stick bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke, you ruined my joke. <laughs> Do you guys know what's more deadly than a kangaroo? I don't know what. Long boy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Hey Ben, what is Long Boy? It's long. So this is actually this is a listener submitted suggestion for okay. deadliest animal. Oh, they did not suggest it for I think it's deadliness, just for the fact that uh, it exists. Okay, is this something we should look <clears throat> up? Um, uh, I'll just send you. I'll send you. I'll forward you Don't this be. this thing. The world's tallest mallard? Yup, it's a duck. Whoa. It is the world's tallest duck. He's over a meter tall. That's that like is... three feet, right? Yeah. Look, you gotta About look 3. at pictures 5. of this dude. Oh my gosh. He's so big. Alright, Josh, we're gonna need you to uh, put that on our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll post a picture of Long Boy uh, when when this episode goes up. Hold, look at look at how thick his feet or his legs are. Yeah, he's they, so he's apparently uh, he's part regular duck and part mm-hmm. Indian running duck, which is a thing. <laughs> okay, so he runs. This boy doesn't like he flies less than uh-huh. he runs. He's so dang good at running that he just says screw flying. I'm gonna run because I'm so fast. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be honest. I can understand why you're a fan of this guy now. Mm-hmm. So, are we doing? Are we doing long boy? Or are we doing kangaroo still? I feel like I don't know enough about long boy to make an accurate. I th- yeah, I think I-, I think we should do kangaroo. But I just want you guys to know that long boy's out there. I. I am definitely down to add him to the list for a future episode. I'm yeah. trying to find a video of him running, and I can't. His Instagram page is really great, though. Oh, he's got an Instagram page? Of course he's got an Instagram page. Luke, everybody All has right. an Instagram page. Josh, you got to tag him then. <laughs> yeah, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so kangaroos. Kanga freaking roos. What the... Um, uh... Tell me about tell me about the kangaroo. Just off the cuff, Luke, what do you know about kangaroos? Off the cuff, pretty bouncy. Uh built-in pockets. 
Australian is kind of the main vibe of the kangaroo, I believe. All right. So right off the bat, here we go. Strength of a kangaroo. This one's interesting because you've obviously seen the pictures of like the super jacked kangaroos that look Mm -hmm. like they're on roids and like Mm -hmm. hit the gym five times a week. Right. Right. I think it was. I think Uh, that was honestly one. I think it was really one kangaroo, and I do believe he did die young. Ah, steroids will do that. Um, strength. I mean, if we're going compared to the other animals on this list, it's got to be. I think it's got to be below a twelve, because right, we gave a giraffe twelve. A giraffe a twelve. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe a like a, a nine, like an eight nine, or nine. Maybe a nine. Yeah, I feel like a nine is fair. Cause I mean they're they're big. Yeah, but I don't think they have quite the just raw power, power. of like a bear or something. Sure. Um, yeah, I think nine is fair. They're not. Big they're not you. built. Uh, they're not built to like move things. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not good at, like like I feel like a giraffe versus a tree. Depending on the size of the tree, the giraffe's gonna do okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like a kangaroo versus a tree is like no, mm-hmm. yeah, no, not happening, bud. But if he sucker punches you, you're gonna die. Yeah, the the punching is definitely gonna come into play in the in the, the X factor. factor. Yeah. Yep, I is agree. It, well. I mean, Is no it? other animal punches. Mm, there's I'm a boxing just, hair. But it's supposed to be the X factor, and everybody knows that kangaroos punch. Like, I'm not going to get mm. near a kangaroo because I know he's going to punch me mm-hmm. or kick okay. me. You know? You know? So we got to find that. that. Right, we'll, we'll get there when we get okay, there. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right. Uh, okay. Speed. I'd, Pretty I think quick. I'm going to have to go to Google Pretty quick, on this. Yeah. And what I'm seeing... Is that the speed of the red kangaroo is forty three miles an hour? That's pretty fast. Three miles an hour, okay. Faster than a bear. Cheetahs so, are clocking in at about like sixty. Yeah, it's faster than a bear. I'm thinking this homie's like a. It's not as fast. We put as a, like lion, a lion though. Probably not. Lion. I think lion was like low fifties. Yeah. So sixteen. I think a sixteen is probably where 15? you gotta go yeah. on that. All right. 16 on that. Okay. Pretty good so far. Agility. Decent. Now I, f- I feel like it's decent, but they got those big old clown feet. Clown shoes feet. Yeah. I don't think they have a lot of... Well, I don't know. Do they have a lot of side-to-side mobility? Mm. I, I think it's pretty much just up, down, straight, back. I don't even know if they can go back. No <laughs> reverse gear. Yeah. It's kind of like a fish. They can go up, down, and forward. Don't don't need reverse gear when you can jump over anything in front of you. That's true. I think they just do those cool ninja jumps off the wall. Like if they need to turn around because they like are going <laughs> to run into a oh, wall, yeah. they just run up the wall and jump off it. Let's give them a 20. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was thinking on the lower end. Let's see. We gave a... Let's see. Okay, a giraffe like, is six. Yeah, they're definitely better than a giraffe. Like yeah. if you mm-hmm. give if you put a giraffe in a in a 
what what are we reviewing? No, what's this animal called? A kangaroo. kangaroo. If you put a giraffe and a kangaroo in a in a oh no. <laughs> it was a long day. Hey, ben. Obstacle hey, course. Ben. If you put a giraffe and a kangaroo ah, in an obstacle course, um, boy, the giraffe is gonna win. But you think Wait. the giraffe's gonna win? What? Nope, the kangaroo. <laughs> I'm falling ben apart. With a, ben with a baby brings a whole new energy to this. Uh, I'm falling apart. All right. I'm just going to... I want to throw out the number 12. That feels fair. Because we gave a bear an 11. That's that's yeah. likely better than a talking. And a talking yeah. an 11. But a talking is yeah. like a mountain goat. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They're pretty Which is probably for... why it deserves an eleven, but otherwise right. it's kinda like a like a like a bison, which is kinda Yeah. Not so agile. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, because it's, did... it's got that goat. Yeah, we did good on that one then. Yeah. Okay. Uh size. Um I'm seeing here. I mean, they're, like, they're like people people ish weight and yeah. height, right? Slightly shorter. Well they come in a different variety, like but I think like the big ones are called like gray kangaroos and those are the big boys and they can get up to like 200 pounds okay uh, chunksters yeah so if is a human a 10 is that what we're kind of calling that i think so That's right in the nice. middle yeah so yeah it would, it'd probably be a nine like eleven or, oh. oh i guess it's shorter it's well, shorter no, yeah if they're well, if the big ones get up to 200, I mean, yeah, people get up to like 1,000 pounds. Get way bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so like an eight. Eight yeah. or nine? Eight or nine. Let's give it an eight. Okay. Stealth. I don't I don't think it's this stealthy. Is, I, have n- I have no clue, but. I feel like it has one mode of transportation, and that is hopping, which right. is obvious. I think right. but if they stand real still and also they're in a desert, they might blend in, though. Okay, yeah, they got some blend. So in a very specific environment, mm-hmm. if they don't move, maybe you might miss them. Let's give them so a what, five. Wh- <laughs> 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 All right, so we gave it we gave it talking a seven, which I feel like. Because they stanky. Because they right. Ripe. But if, <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's right. I they do be stanking. Stink. Uh, I feel like they can't be stealthier than a bear, and we gave a bear a twelve. What about like a human? Like a human stealth? If, they, if a human is ten, why did we give a bear a twelve? I don't know. Bear, they be sneaking up on you. And uh, that woods. is true. That's true. And Gatlinburg, they'll steal your trash before you even notice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't fix past mistakes. Nope. What's done is done. That's right. Uh, I, yeah, except I'm for the say, stick bug when we went back and gave him some more points. <laughs> we had to request special and, access from Google to change that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's give him, let's give him a, a seven. That's, Tied with yeah. the talking. All right. Okay, that's fair. That's good. One's loud, one's All right, sticky. X factor. Um, These things can jump, but I guess everyone knows that. That, right, was, one, yeah, that was the first thing we listed when we said things we know about kangaroos so okay i think boxing should at least be part of this because mm-hmm. say you don't know what a kangaroo is and mm-hmm. you see one in the wild 
it's going to be one of your last thoughts that he's going to punch you. Now, if you saw a bear with his big old teeth and claws, you're going to be like, oh, he's probably going to use those teeth and claws. So that's not an X factor for him. Yeah, you don't look at the kangaroo and think that thing's going to swing. Yeah. Will... Um, here's my question. Will Will a kangaroo punch actually kill you? Because I would argue that unless you get hit mm. uh, right in the solar plexus mm. or right in the <laughs> nards... It's not gonna kill you. That's a good point. Maybe not with one, but if it if it gets you down and starts bop 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 bop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pummeling you. If it sw- sweeps mm. the legs with the tail. Uh, all right. Let me let me throw these things three three things I want to throw at you for for the X factor. One. Okay. Lives in Australia. That automatically at least has to be a point. I agree. That brings it into a category. Of deadliest animals just by dint of right. living in the land of the deadliest yeah. animals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, uh, number two, a group of kangaroos. You know what it's called? Uh, um, wait, just make up a word. Joey Bag of Donuts. A clump. <laughs> uh, a mob. Ooh. A mob? It's got its Dang. own mob, which I feel like needs to count for something as well. Uh, point number three that I will throw out for the X Factor. Uh, it's got a built-in suffocation mechanism for itself or for yeah, self suffocates. No, like if uh, so. Remember the. Wait, are you saying if you shove is... your head in a in a in a? Oh, I was gonna say giraffe again. If you. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ben. If you shove your head into a giraffe, you will suffocate. <laughs> No, I'm saying so in the scenario we have built is this thing is trying to kill you in your home. Mm -hmm. And so if it got a hold of you and it shoved your head inside of its pouch, Mm. you're done for. But here's the deal. Here's the thing, though. See, the baby kangaroo's Mm got to breathe. Mm. Mm. So it must be not airproof. But... Speaking of that, going along with the pouch, they can mm-hmm. carry their own reinforcements. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got built-in backup. Yeah. Built-in backup. That's... I like that. Okay. I'm going to say at least a four just for... Oh, at com- least a four. I'd be willing to give it like a like an eight. Okay. I'd be fine with that. I mean, we gave a talk in a nine, which mm-hmm. seems crazy. What was that for? Was it for their stinky body? It was their stink and their... I think they have a very loud uh, oh, noise. They make no, very it, loud noises. It was because they hide in bushes. It was because they're good <laughs> at hiding in bushes and then they make that little noise. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Um, and they stink. So, an eight, an eight, an eight, an eight is, an eight is fine. Kangaroos are weird. I'll, I'll accept Kangaroos that. Kangaroos are weird. All right, cool. All right, well, that brings the total. It is still the least deadliest animal other than a stick bug. Hey, the numbers don't lie. Numbers yep. don't lie. You can't. Uh... Like we said, we can't change it now. Yep. It's locked in. This is canon. So if you're wondering, like, when you type in world's deadliest animals on Google, this is the list that mm. comes up. It should be. Should we go make some money? I would love to. Let's do it.
hello folks welcome to the ad booth uh this is where we do ads so that we can get money so that we can continue to do this show that uh we love so much uh this week we are gonna go big and then go home as usual and our go big this week is a company called frontline um for those of you who don't know frontline is a uh it's a flea and tick medicine for uh cats and dogs and they provide medicine so that your dogs uh, can stay free of uh, parasites and uh, harmful harmful invaders onto their body. Um, and the R&D department at Frontline has been working on a new uh, cutting-edge medicine uh, that is... So a lot of people have some hang-ups uh, in terms of, like, medicine. Um, some people think that, you know, dogs should maybe be a little more medicine free because that's how they are in the wild. And so they're a little sure. weary of, of drugs for your dog. So this is a solution to that. Um, Frontline has a new solution and it is called Bigger Bugs. Uh, as, as you might guess from the name. Uh, bigger bugs. They're they're bigger bugs. This is like a specific line, a new line of medicine. Um, bigger bugs is flea and tick medicine, and it is it is bigger bugs. So if your dog is suffering from flea and ticks, uh, all you have to do is buy this little glass vial with uh, bigger fleas and ticks, and all you have to do is dump them on your dog, and the bigger fleas and ticks will remove the weaker. Uh, parasites on your dog mm, yeah smart yeah and there's a ton of benefits uh to this um this new method which which we're here to kind of talk about briefly um but like i said it's it's medicine free which that's huge um for a lot of people and right. so no, no chemicals right no chemicals um and so that's huge uh luke did you want to touch on anything else about it real quick um well basically the the beauty of it is how simple it is i think mm. and you may be wondering like oh well now that after after the big fleas and ticks eat the small fleas and ticks what am i gonna do with the big ones you mm. know because they're mm-hmm. gonna still be chilling there well it's easy you just grab them because they're big and right. they're visible mm-hmm. fleas and ticks on your dogs are so small you can't can't get in there and find them yourself right but these are going to be obvious they're just going to be out there parading on your dog's back mm-hmm. uh kind of holding down the fort you know yeah, and I so, suppose I didn't do a great job of explaining like how big these guys are. The gl- when I say glass vial, it's it's really like a Pringles can size. Yeah. Um, and and these little guys are like you know nickel and dime size. Uh, so well, they're yeah, like you it, said, easy to grab. It's like a step. It's like Invisalign though, right? Like you don't just jump immediately to the to the to the full size. Like there is a step process, right? Like you go to slightly bigger fleas and ticks, and then, and then slightly bigger fleas and ticks, and then you work your way up to the Pringle can. I or do you work your? I thought it. I see. I was under the impression that at some point you worked your way up just to one big flea and one big tick. Just a real power duo. Just one right. That was just of. the one big one, and then he was sort mm-hmm. of fist sized, and you could <laughs> um, just grab him. Yeah, you could just punch him off of your dog <laughs> right the tick is easy uh because you can obliterate them the f- the flea you gotta catch yeah that final step the final the final treatment as they call it of of flea 
medicine, uh, that boy can get up there. Right. Yeah, the final boss right. flea. When you open the chihuahua-sized flea crate <laughs> and release <laughs> that flea onto your dog. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's good that they build up because a, a flea that big is going to probably freak out your dog first right. go around. So you gotta right. you got to warm them up to it. Um, and the cool thing is it's cyclical because uh, a flea of that size develops its own fleas and ticks um, and so then you're going to have to you're gonna, you are going to have to get big bug medicine for for the flea and ticks towards the end of the treatment for your dog mm-hmm. hey, that, that's, that's a great business plan I can't mm-hmm. fault them you know you keep, keep your customer base that's alright um, so yeah that's front line uh, big bug line Check them out uh, if your dog is suffering from fleas and ticks. Excellent. Uh, so our go home this week is the Kentucky Derby, folks. <laughs> yeah, you're familiar with the the Derby, the song, the the hats, the mint juleps, the horses, the all casual racism. It, well, is that what? It's been scrubbed. From my old Kentucky home. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they did that. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the Derby is coming up this weekend. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the Derby is probably the most, uh, what's the word? Lucrative? Esteemed. Renowned. Mm. Prestigious. Uh, renowned. Yeah, prestigious. Any of that. Uh, best horse race. Biggest. Basically. Biggest horse race. Uh, it's a it's a pretty big deal on it takes place here in louisville um but we today are gonna come up with some names for some horses so it's a big deal what you name your horse um because you don't want just like a common name you can't name your horse like stanley or something you know you gotta you gotta give it something unique that people are gonna remember and be Mm -hmm. able to recognize it by and historically they're they're a little unusual so we had some fun making some. Uh, huh. So, owners, listen up. If you haven't named your horse yet, we're about to give you some absolute gems. Uh, guys, you, huh? What? I was confused. I thought we were supposed to look up real horses for this year's Derby that we liked, and just say their mm. names. We could, we could. How about you go last, and you can just say I'll, that. Yeah, I'll go last and just say the horses I like this year. Uh yeah, I'll uh, I'll get things started if you want. Um, yeah, go for it. So just a couple couple of names that I came up with. Uh, first off, uh, Antique Rug Chew. Um, uh, next, uh, we have Bringing Up the Rear, which I thought uh, could be cool if maybe he was in first or second place, uh, because then the announcer would be like, uh, and in second place we have Bringing Up the Rear, mm-hmm. and that would just kind of maybe I like that confuse some people. Or if he was bringing up the rear, you know bringing up the rear is bringing up the rear right right really leaving living up to his that's namesake just, that's just a good idea like you could name your horse first place and in and in sixth place first place <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah there's a lot of ways you could go with with that kind of concept um, the winner the <laughs> the racer formerly known as horse Ooh, um, that's very good, good. Mm. watch out i bite he done X game mode, all one word. Okay. Uh, banana marinara. Nice. And I like that. Uh, Arby's. 
just to maybe <laughs> just to maybe get some some ad revenue in there. Arby's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are just those are just some that I I came up with that I thought could be useful. Okay, well I've I've got a a pretty decent list here. So there's 20 horses in the race, and I I've mm-hmm. got um a name for each slot. Um, they're a little slightly more unusual. <laughs> Luke, that's fine. I love it. All right. Uh, I'll, ju- I'll just run right through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number one, we got uh, Santa's divorce attorney. <laughs> um, number two, uh, Grease My Goose. Uh, number three, uh, Scooter Dave. Uh, num- number four is Fettuccine Demon. <laughs> Uh, number five is the ranch scientist. Uh, number six is ketamine cake. Uh, number seven is Ethel's Ford Fusion. Um, number eight is Danquilizer. <laughs> like a horse tranquilizer, but yeah, but it's dank. more more dank. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine is a uh, circumcision parade. Uh, number ten is <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, gas station lobotomy. <laughs> um, number eleven is LeBron fast horse. Uh, number twelve is Doctor Dollar Menu. Uh, thirteen we got Vape Cloud Clown. Uh. <laughs> 14 is thorough toast. It's like a little play on words with thoroughbred. Okay. Nice. Um, okay. Thorough okay. toast. Uh, number 15, we got navy blue balls. Okay. Um, 16, we got nunchuck brunch. <laughs> I don't know. 17 uh, is Uncle Jemima. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. 18 is meth pipe mafia. Uh, 19 is Piss Missile. (laughs) Run that by me one more time. Piss Missile. (laughs) That's a good one. And, uh, finally in the 20 slot, we got Pony Stark. Oh, good, yes. Very nice. Whew. So, what was the, what was the marinara, not the marinara, the fettuccine, fettuccine demon? (laughs) <laughs> I think Santa's divert- divorce attorney definitely has to be episode title though. <laughs> so Santa's good. divorce attorney is quite good. Oh man, <sighs> those are excellent. You definitely blew me out of the water on those. <laughs> I was, oh, I had a lot of fun making those at work today. Good. Uh, all right, those are really good, uh, Ben. So you said you didn't. You didn't come up with a list, and you just actually did some some hard research. Yeah, no. So I kind of misunderstood uh, the prompt, as it were, um, and I was just I was just looking at this year's Derby horses, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's still some wacky names, uh, not quite as wacky um, as Piss Missile or Santa's Divorce Attorney, but um, I think my top two favorite from this year are. Uh, Little Red Ride Me Good. Um, you, you guys have heard about that one, right? They, they like they only 
it's that horse is he's only ridden by redheads. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. So cool. it was like a fun. I can see thing. why you gravitated toward him then. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The owner, the people who own him, are actually all redheads in the family. So they were like, Psh, "Well, we got to get a redhead okay. jockey." Um, Easy. Yeah. His. I think his odds are a uh, hundred and twenty to one. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll the, put a couple bucks on him then. Uh, the yeah. other horse I really liked, um, and this one was felt weird. It just seemed weird. Um, this one's uh, name is David Blaine, um, ah. which is just okay. like a uh, like a person's name, like the magician. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that that like uh-huh. got by the the judges. Um, yeah, David Blaine. Um, but I guess it makes sense because this horse has been known to do like really weird things. Like he won one race and he held his breath the entire time. Which was really weird. That's, um, I mean, so very maybe that's where it though. comes from because he just does like random yeah. weird things. Is there a chance that if this horse wins, the jockey pulls off his mask and it was David Blaine the whole I think, time? I think there's a good chance that if this horse wins, the horse pulls off his mask and it's David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those are my those are my top two. There's some other good names this year. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, there's Hot Rod Charlie. Uh, there's Midnight Bourbon, Dynamic One, uh, mm-hmm. Hidden Stash, King Fury, what? Soup and Sandwich, Bourbonic. <laughs> uh, did I say Rock Your World? Nope. Oh, Rock Your World. Soup, soup and sandwich is very good. Soup and, soup sandwich. and sandwich. I love that. That's so good. Like, let's name our horse the number two meal at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah. So um, this was this was just kind of a, a free thing we decided to do for the Derby because we're big fans of it, wanted to promote it. However... Uh, we do expect some royalties if you happen to choose our name and win. So, mm-hmm. just let that be, let that let that sit in your heads, uh, horse owners. Let's go solve some problems. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Couch Guys Safari Through the World. Wait, hold on. I've already <laughs> said that. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because we talk a lot about how we're a safari through the wilderness of life. But mm. we usually mean that, or we say that to mean just like everyday life, because everyday life is a bit of a safari. But sometimes we don't get into the actual, you know, facts that sometimes you may be presented with a survival, life, or death you know safari like situation mm-hmm. and so that's what we are here to talk about today this week's problem this is sorry this is the unconventional uh solutions portion of the of the podcast this week's problem is what to do if you are stranded on an island uh we are as we say wilderness experts this is a wilderness scenario and we're going to give you our expertise i like it cuz Let's be honest, not a lot of people are going to face this in their life, but right. if you're going to face it, you're you're going to want to know what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's important to have this 
knowledge in your head, I, I would say. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, well, let's get into it. Let's do it. First um, of all, you're going to want to bring... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, you you start. Okay. Uh, one of the most important things to survival is water. And so... Uh, That's what I was going to say. So good. Okay, great. <laughs> well played. All right. Well, uh, so where I go with that is it is critical to... Like, you always want to have something on your person, whether it's like a knife or, you know, whatever, in, in the event that some emergency happens. And I always like to carry around a well digging machine. Mm. Um, because a well digging machine is so helpful, especially on an island situation, to get down to that fresh water. Um, because that's so essential to uh, to to survival. And so, either bringing a well digging machine or knowing how to construct one uh, is very critical. Right. Definitely. Or bringing a well. You could bring the whole well. Just bring I hadn't thought well. about that. Now, if you I mean, a well's just a hole, and we've already discussed hole transportation. Right. So get you a hole trailer. True. Get you a hole trailer. Bring it to your island. Yep. No. What I was gonna say is, if this uh, conversation happened, I don't know, say a few years ago, I would have told you that if you would have dug a well on an island, you would have just, of course, reached through the island back into the ocean, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. As as oceans float, you know. Islands, islands float. Island, uh, oceans kind of float on the well. land. Oceans float on the land, and we float on the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's a callback to a yeah, yeah old yeah. episode. So I'm I'm gonna say first first step right. Um, look for buildings because mm-hmm. that's usually a telltale sign um, of like where good things are for survival. Now that's a good point. Like Japan's an island. Yeah. What if you're just <laughs> <laughs> You're just on a remote part of Japan. Did yeah, we... we didn't say it was a deserted yeah, island. Did we it's specify just an island. <laughs> we did not. We did not. Okay. Okay, well, so, so my yeah. solution's going to be specifically <laughs> Japan related. <laughs> or Hawaii or like the Galapagos, right, Australia. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so just look for buildings. <laughs> if you happen to wake up in Japan and you panic because you're like, I'm on an island, mm-hmm. don't panic. Um, and just take a minute. Right. And you somehow are able to recognize that the giant landmass you're on is an island. <laughs> they feel kind of wobbly, I've heard. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're bobbing about. Right. You get a little seasick. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a good point. Uh, you could always, once you determine it is an island, uh, you could just build like a big old sail, attach a rudder to that bad boy, and sail that island on home. Very good. Get behind it and push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, lasso a couple whales and dolphins and yeah. mm-hmm. tie them onto the island and then... Now see, yeah, go. now see that if you're stranded on a deserted island, that seems like a good place to start, right? Like we all know the story of Jonah. That dude mm-hmm. got swallowed by a whale. Yep. And then got spat up on dry land. Mm-hmm. What oh what did he have to do to get swallowed? I don't know. But I feel like if you covered yourself what do whales eat? Like krill? Krill. Mm-hmm. If you could catch yourself a lot of krill and just kinda coat yourself in some krill. Krill 
schmear. Paste. Yeah, krill krill paste. Maybe a whale, a passing whale would uh, swallow you and spit you up somewhere Mm -hmm. more convenient. Like Japan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe a little easier. So Jonah, for those who don't know, uh, disobeyed God's command. Jonah was a prophet. Ooh, 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 ooh. But I, but he really never got it. That's sad but true. No. Okay. So, so you just got to disobey God. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Start by sinning. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you're stranded on an island, the first thing you should do is commit a terrible sin. Right. Yeah. Just just start blaspheming as much as you well, can. Willie, he didn't. He didn't. I mean. He didn't, he sinned, but he didn't like, he wasn't like murdering people. He just sort of said like, no, I'm not going to do it. So you got to do something right. selfish. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be okay. like a heinous act worth like <laughs> the death penalty. It could just be like, <laughs> I just wait for okay. God to ask you to do something and then say no. And then walk <laughs> right into the water because that whales are coming. Yeah. You say no with a big old wink. <laughs> like, remember, remember that guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on, I've got one. What is what's like a what's like what's like a big thing that people do with islands? Oh, <laughs> this is a bad start. What do rich people? I was just like gonna to, say, what's a big thing? What do what do rich people like to do with islands? They buy them. Exactly. Just put this island up for sale. If you're stranded on a deserted island in the middle of nowhere, all you got to do is be like, I got one big island for sale. The beaches are beautiful. There's some palm trees. You can have it for a Mm -hmm. mere few million dollars. People are going to flock. That's very true. What else do you need? You need food. You got to eat on the island. Even, Even if you are waiting for God's whale to come right. get or, you. you. Or you that gotta, rich person. Or that rich person. You're going to probably get a little snackish in between. Um, how, how, how do you get food? Because I don't know. What do we fish. know about fish sticks? Where do those grow? <laughs> Plant a fish stick garden. Mm. Perhaps. I think those are underwater plants. Hmm. Fish sticks? No, fi- yeah, fish, fish sticks, sticks are just fish or fish tree branches that fell off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me so long to understand. So, fi- so fish sticks are obviously just laying around the ocean floor. So you just got to swim down and get and pick them off the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... What else do islands have? They seem to have volcanoes in the middle a lot. Mm. Uh, Volcano. Which could be helpful for cooking. Yeah, or at least projectiling yourself. Ooh. Is there something with that? You build some sort of cap to the volcano and, and some sort of, you know, like... Uh, escape pod that you get in and when it when it blows yep you you fly Fly away fly to the nearest landmass you could just make like a quick 
mental calculation and decide like is this the kind of island i'm going to get off if not you can hop right in that volcano for science ah that's true Uh, i don't know no one's gonna know about it and science is not gonna learn anything from it but you could Mm -hmm. make yourself feel better by just yelling for science when you jump true what if what if you invite a bunch of other people and you make a new country okay and you just move in to the island you know now now that's your home it's not a bad idea that is good you start out as the mayor or king whichever you know government style you prefer right Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to do this anywhere where there's already a a pre-set government right i feel like in new zealand you could get away with it for like a little bit at least like you could just invite a lot of Lord of the Rings, of it, Lord of Rings nerds. Like we're gonna start G- uh, Gondor, and like thousands yeah. of single men would flock yeah. to New Zealand. <laughs> Call it the New Virgin Islands. <laughs> so in a, so instead of inviting people, right? Like you got to convince people to get there. Um, so if you really want off the island. Um, especially if it's really, really beautiful and full of trees, you could just start burning it to the ground, and then for sure some activists are going to find you, and boy, are they going to tell you off, and they yes, may even let you idea. on their ship and take Maybe you home. Maybe even spill a bunch of oil into the <sighs> into the ocean. Yes. Dig for oil and start spilling. Just find a sea turtle and dunk them in a tankard of oil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for... Wait for Peter to come after you. Just start oil boarding various sea creatures. <laughs> yeah, get oh, some man. of those uh, what the those like plastic things that hold cans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Start throwing those on some animals' necks. Yep. That that tends to bother people. So with we... the destruction of species, should we? Yeah, I feel like we got it. Kind of nailed it, mostly. I don't know that we so much talked about how to survive on the island, but we definitely covered how to get off the island quickly. That's a good point. Which is arguably more important than survival, I think. Right. Because the point of surviving is to eventually get off. Yeah, if you just do the getting off as step one, Mm -hmm. you don't even need survival. Right, step one, get off. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We certainly enjoyed making it. Uh, if you have any feedback or questions or literally just want to say hi, you can hit us up at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Thanks to AMF for having us on the network. And that's all. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Luke. I'm Joshua. And I am Ben. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.